Good morning, everyone. It's Wednesday, which means it's time for Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. And as always, this is where we take all of your Buccaneer questions. So any of those you have for us, head on over to the Buccaneers Facebook page and leave them in the comment section underneath our live video. So we know we got to give people a minute or two to be able to get on over there and submit their questions. So as we give people that chance, uh, let's go ahead and start with the Pro Bowl, which of course, very vigorous football being played. <laughs> just a masterclass in uh, what this sport looks like. But I will say pretty fun plays by the Buccaneers that they, they represented well, regardless of what the Pro Bowl actually is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we got two touchdowns. We had a defensive and an offensive touchdown. So I don't think you could ask for much more from the Bucs contingent. I, I did notice that it looked like Shaq and Devin White were on the field for just about every defensive play. I don't know what the rotation was like, but I – it seemed like they were out there the whole time. Devin White was credited, by the way, with 14 tackles in that game. So um, that's something. But like Antoine that. Winfield, he had the nice little fake pitch that helped him score on the pick six. And and honestly, the Mike, the Mike Evans touchdown was probably one of the plays that looked most like a real football play in the whole game, you know, because <laughs> that looked like a pick. And he did, you know, what Mike Evans does and, and gets over guys and just pluck the ball away from him. So that play was kind of cool. But, yeah, it was uh, – it was an interesting, uh, I guess, speed of play in that game. That's very true. But it is so great to see the Bucks finally being represented in such a big way at the game. And then when they are, when you have such a big contingent of guys on the roster for them to show up, show out, I think that was a really uh, important thing for all of them and, and to see them get so much playing time and, and for Bucks fans to get a chance to, to see them on that stage. Yeah, and I, I talked to all of them at one point while I was there, including Tristan, who went to the game even though he couldn't play and had been replaced on the roster because of his ankle injury, but he just really wanted the experience. But a lot of them said the same thing, that it was really cool given what the type of representation this team has had in recent years to look around and be like, man, I don't think any team has more players here than us. So uh, I, they all did enjoy that. And a you know, side part of that is they all think that that's a good indication that this future is still bright for this team, even with Tom Brady retiring, uh, that they all still expect to be contenders. I mean, look around, we got, nine pro well eight not, not counting tom brady eight pro bowlers here and uh, and that's not even including guys like chris godwin and levante if he comes back and levante david and some guys like that yeah that's great and then of course now let's uh look a little bit ahead to what is going to happen next in the calendar that we know uh the super bowl is coming up this week and so then outside of that it becomes a little bit of a uh, quote unquote dead time in the league. And so what are the, the next steps, the next things that will be coming up on the Buccaneers front office or team's schedule? Yeah, it really won't be much of a lull for the team architects of various teams because you got to start getting ready right away. I mean, the, the, the first day I think that you can start putting franchise and transition tags is February 22nd. And that's not very far from now. It's just like two weeks from now. So uh, there's going to be a lot of decisions being made or strategies at least being put in place in the next couple of weeks right after the Super Bowl. Not to say they haven't already started doing that, but once the Super Bowl ends and everybody's like, okay, let's turn the page to the next season. And then you have this, the scouting combine that begins March 1st. And, uh, and then the, um, the two-week period to put tags on ends on the 8th of March, I believe. And then the new league year with free agency starts on the 16th preceded by that three-day legal tampering period. So there's a lot coming up and it's going to pick up again in earnest. Yeah. And so of course, I'm sure you can guess what most of our questions are about. It is 
I think I can guess what most of the questions are going to be about for the next month and a half, probably. And that's yes. who's our quarterback. Yes, there are varying uh, degrees of which how people ask this, what they ask about, but they're all pretty much linked to that. So uh, the, a lot of them are about the other potential guys that are already in the league that we could either get via trade or free agency. Then there's the asking how the guys on our roster look of, are they legitimate uh, chances? And then the draft. So why don't we, I feel like this is going to just be a, our weekly roundup of the three different things of who is already in the league that we could bring in, who we have on our roster draft. Yeah. So they're talking about like making a trade or, or signing somebody in free agency. Mm -hmm. Free agency market isn't really all that robust for quarterbacks this year. Um, Teddy Bridgewater could be out there. Uh, I, I know it's kind of, it seems funny to say, but James Winston would be on the market at this point. I, I doubt that's the way the Buccaneers would go, but that's what we're, you know, we're discussing the options out there. But I think the options that most people are linking the Bucks with are potential trade partners you know, like Russell, and, and it's the biggest names out there, you know, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Kirk Cousins. There's no reason right now for us to think any of those are the solutions, but of course people are going to talk about that. And, and a couple of those guys were at the Pro Bowl, or at least Russell Wilson was. So it was an opportunity if our guys wanted to, to, to do some recruiting, which it's really more of a joke than reality when it comes down to it. But, um, you know, all of those, all of those, are fun to think about and it's certainly possible but it's so complicated any one of those would be so complicated because you're talking about what resources mainly draft picks i imagine can you give up in order to get one of those guys are they even available in the first place and then how do you make it work with, with a not so great salary cap it's, so it's just it's 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 fun to speculate of course but you couldn't pick any one of those guys and say i think that's likely right right then, yeah and yeah. then on the then on the roster you have Kyle Trask and, and, and Blaine Gabbert. A couple of the guys at the Pro Bowl were asked about Kyle Trask. They say he's a really hard worker. He's been going at it very hard. He um he's he's very serious about it, and they think he'll be ready if given the opportunity. It's just that nobody really knows yet. This past season wasn't about Kyle Trask, so he basically he was inactive for every game. We didn't really get to see him in action, so uh, it's hard to say at this point. And then Blaine Gabbert is obviously a favorite uh, Bruce Arians, so you never know. I mean, yeah. I think we're just, I, I think we're weeks or months away from knowing the answer to this question. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Yaj asked, uh, who do you think should be the biggest target for the off season besides Godwin? So I don't know if they're specifically asking about just who we would bring back or just targets in general of outside or inside. You could kind of take it whichever way you ever want. I think because he said, other than Chris Godwin, that person is probably talking about which of our free agents would be the biggest target. And I'm looking over here at the list on my wall and there's 23 unrestricted free agents and two restricted free agents. So there's a lot to do there. And that includes guys like Alex Kappa and Ryan Jensen, Carlton Davis, Leonard Fournette, Will Golston, Gronk, if he decides to return, um, Ryan Jensen, JPP, Aaron Stenney and Dominican Sue. But I think one, I think Carlton Davis probably would be the answer because he's a, a number one cornerback and those are hard to find in the NFL. Uh, I think though he'll have a lot of attention paid to him if he hits free agency. And I'd also talk about Jordan Whitehead. I think after last year, just seeing how, I, I think Jordan Whitehead was probably underappreciated until last year. And then I think everybody sort of had their eyes open this past season of how good Jordan Whitehead is. I would, I would really hate to lose that guy. I think it'd probably be one of those two guys would be next on my list, but it's, it's a, it's almost like a four or five way tie because I don't want to, 
I don't want to say it's not important to bring back Ryan Jensen or, or Leonard Fournette or Alex Kappa, but if you're asking me to choose and I can only have one, it's probably either Carlton or Jordan. Okay. Uh, Richard asked, uh, I heard we're losing coach Caldwell. What kind of impact would that have on the team? And I just think that larger leads to the point of the coaching staff. And the last times we'd done this show, there were potential rumors about where guys could end up. And now it looks like the, the head coach carousel has sort of stopped spinning. So what the coaching situation is for the Bucks now moving forward. Yeah, that's a report. Obviously, I don't think it's been confirmed yet, but I agree. I've heard that as well. Um, him going to be DC with the Jags, which is fantastic. I think Coach Caldwell is a fantastic coach. Um, I, it, it's so therefore it's not great that the Bucks are losing him, but it's not surprising that he's getting this opportunity, and we're all very happy for him. Um, but if you if you look at the big picture, if after this hiring cycle you've lost one really good coach, but you didn't lose either of your coordinators. Um, that's, you know, I feel, feel for Todd and, and Byron that they maybe wanted those opportunities and didn't get them yet, but I think they will at some point, but for the Buccaneers overall, that's a pretty good picture. You have one really good coach to replace, but overall the, the staff is pretty intact. So, you know, I think overall is pretty good. Okay. Well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks as always for joining us and for those questions. And we'll be back here next week. We'll see you then.